Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast. In this episode, we're going to review Andor Episode 7. If you enjoyed this video and you made it to the end, please remember to like and check out our other playlist where we're reviewing Andor Season 1 in total. Um, yeah, this episode is really great, Dylan. Uh, we see Andor in Miami, or Neomos, a uh, new planet <laughs> that for so, the first yeah. time we see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so without further ado, Dylan, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I love this episode, man. It really added to the espionage kind of quality of this show. And um, there's so much like scheming and like planning like involved in this episode. So everybody's kind of like reacting to this big robbery that happened in the last episode. So I really appreciated how on both sides, like the Empire and the Rebellion, they both kind of have like similar attitudes toward this this uh, this operation um because they're both kind of like uh well it's just gonna keep growing it either grows or it dies that's the big uh quote of this episode um but yeah uh we get to see some great scenes with uh mon mothma and how she's kind of like um you know talking with luthan about this big uh how the rebellion's kind of like growing into something bigger than she expected it to be um deidre she's kind of like you know slowly uh like getting uh her position kind of like um elevated and she's like she even had that cool scene where she was going back and forth with that isb guy and we see um uh admiral yularen i didn't expect to see that um but yeah great episode for me uh what are your thoughts on it yeah man i love this it's so different from star wars and, and i love it i'm like so here for that i would like different properties uh from star wars to emulate this uh, i really dug it so much even like the score is a little bit different here not so much star warsy um, i'm glad we get to see more of cassian what he's been up to um some some plans that he has going on um and and also mon mothma like i appreciate her so much like just seeing her here they gave her so much like of this humanity side to her um especially dealing with her family um and i feel really stressed out for her uh but yeah so let's let's i guess start from the beginning um so what were your thoughts on seeing the guy uh <laughs> cereal still cereal. eating cereal <laughs> yes. yeah that guy is stuck eating cereal he, man man he didn't finish that bowl i guess right <laughs> must be some good ass cereal <laughs> right um yeah so he gets a job oh they've been building this over a couple episodes so his his mother talks to his uncle and refers him and it was actually cool seeing like that building he was in it was like a very like because like the little details in star wars you don't think about because normally we're used to seeing like big battles and shit but we never think about like the day-to-day -day lives of like people on like coruscant or you know anywhere in the galaxy so they had this like cool like office building and they had like little mouse droids running too so it kind of like added to like that death star kind of like vibe um and they have these like cool even their fashion man like the way like that guy like his tie was like i like how they like kind of like uh remixed the fashion a little bit and into like the star wars kind of like contemporary looks so i really loved it um so yeah he's kind of like uh he's given a second chance and he's trying to uh rebuild his reputation um and as we'll see it towards the end uh it, it might lead back to to andor somehow but um yeah, and then we get to the ISB, and like I said, they're kind of like uh, regroup, re regrouping and trying to like figure out what their next steps are. And I like Deidre's like kind of like attitude toward this. She's like they're treating this like a robbery when it should be like an announcement, right? Because the rebellion is kind of like um, for them, this was more of a like a like a signal or like a sign that you know this is only our first step in some, to something larger. Um, but yeah, well, tell me what your thoughts uh, are seeing them and seeing, um, you know, Admiral Yularen in live action. 
Oh yeah, that, no, first of all, that was wonderful. Um, and also, I, I think Partagas is really recognizing Deidre as well, and I think that she could be some type of protege. Um, and I, I think it also, I like the the dynamics of this power shift where she's doing something for the empire and ISB in general, and she's rising through the ranks. And now she has this very like a uh, stern type of attitude to some of the cadets there. Um, and I can't wait to see if there will be an interaction with Cyril later on. Um, Admiral Yularian, uh, that, that was really cool to see as well. Um, I was glad to see him. Um, yeah, and so um, after that, uh, we do get some more insights on Mamathma's dynamic with her family. They have a party going on, but before that, she meets Luthen. And tell us about the little Easter eggs that you noticed. I didn't even see these Easter eggs. Yeah, man, Luthen's like whole gallery is like so chock full of Easter eggs. Um, so the first Easter egg, uh, if you rewatch it, you'll actually notice there's a, a Temple Guard helmet um, from the Clone Wars. Um, and then the second one is actually... Uh, Plo Koon's mask um it was like right in front of him it was, was kind of like hard to notice if you didn't really like see it but I, I I saw like those little like eye socket things that he has I was like oh why does it look so familiar and I was like oh shit so I wonder if that's actually like Plo Koon's mask or it's just like a replica or something but I thought it was really interesting um but going more into the scene uh so Mon Mothma um meets with Luthen and I like how they talk to it they're kind of like speaking this like code like oh yeah smile you know like look natural like you're talking about like art and shit because the her driver basically is like a mole or like a it was planted by the empire to like spy on her um and I like I like that you know Luthen is like like yeah like what did you expect this was gonna be you know did you think we were just gonna like build this network forever and not do anything about it like eventually we're gonna have to make you know bigger steps in our plan and then, like he says, like this, it either it either grows or it dies. And I think she's finally realizing now. Like I don't think this is the Mon Mothma that we see yet in Rogue One. This is kind of like her early days, like before then. Like she's kind of like naive about this whole like what she's doing. But now she's starting to realize that um, there are consequences, right? And people are gonna die to take these risks, right? But at the end of the day, it's still a blow towards the Empire, and these little victories. Or what's going to blow back the empire? So yeah, what were your thoughts on it? Well, yeah, it's cool to see that um, Mon Mothma, even like you know, with her status and all that, she still has a lot of growing to do um, in this type of scenario. And I like that she was also. It looks like there's way more people that want to turn against the empire. So um, you know, she has this party, and she uh, there's a lot of people there. I was actually scared. I was like, "Aren't you speaking too loud, girl? Like, you don't think somebody maybe has like bugs <laughs> right. on them that could hear you?" Um, <laughs> yeah. But she's like talking to her childhood friend apparently that also works in like some sector of like mm -hmm. uh, the politics there, um, and apparently he's kind of like a little bit turned away from the empire, and he's trying to do his own thing, and she's trying like he he basically thought i guess she plays her part really well he thought that mm -hmm. you know she basically is one of those annoying kind of politicians that do mm -hmm. things for no reason um but that's all like a little uh plan kind of like bruce wayne's like whole to ego thing yeah um, I, love, I love that quote she said she said she learned from palpatine like how to masquerade as like a friend but you're really like an enemy uh-huh cool quote yeah that is cool i feel sorry i mean i actually feel like a little bit worried for that guy too i'm like thinking oh he's gonna die at one point like i feel like later on mm -hmm. shit's about to get real and somebody's gonna die um you know even though if a lot of people died like my favorite guy skeen i'm still mad about that uh but rest in peace. <laughs> yeah rest in peace <laughs> so um i want to get your thoughts too on the husband thing like this is a little bit of like a side combo but like 
I don't know because I know we never get to talk, like we never seen anything about her husband or her daughter. Like, I'm a little worried about them. Like, what do you think probably happens in the future with a husband and a daughter? You know, we don't know much about certain characters. And I think Mon Mothma is kind of like that person that like she's just there as like, you know, a quick cameo in, in Return of the Jedi. But, you know, she's important. But that's why I like this show, because it kind of explores deeper into like the the people that made the rebellion and the things that they had to risk to get this rebellion going. And it's interesting that they sh they like include like her her family and like how estranged she feels like she feels like so like isolated like she talks more with like Luthen than she probably does like her husband or her daughter and I find it interesting that she even told that guy she was like don't even trust my husband right because she knows at the end of the day he's kind of like a suck up towards the empire and you know she might love him but she knows where his true kind of loyalties lie. And I think she knows um, where her, her loyalties lie and she's kind of like a more empathetic person and she's trying to bring about real change. And I think including her husband, that could be really dangerous for her. But yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, there has to be some separation a little bit later on and I think that there's going to be something drastic that happens and I think the daughter is going to choose to stay with the father or something happens to the father in general and she goes for adoptive care. It feels a lot like this show is kind of like this British drama. I keep uh, saying that it's very gloomy most of the time. A lot of mm -hmm. British people, right? Um, for the most part, a lot of British dramas that I see, usually there's like a family dynamic that usually they separate or something. So that's why I keep thinking like, oh, we might see something that happens with this family a little later on. Because for sure, I don't think that, I don't think there will be a season two. Again, this is like probably just a mini series. So I think that, um, and there's plenty of episodes. So I think we're going to see her like going on the run a little bit later on. Are you actually pointed out? Because we were having a little bit of uh, this debate on it um, and, and, you made me realize, oh, yeah, Tarkin did mention uh, about the Senate disbanding um, in A New Hope, apparently, right? Um, so we're going to see more of that. Um, and also Luthen. Luthen's kind of like code in this episode a little bit, too, like to what she was saying. Um, and uh, But anyways. Because uh, well, they're from two different worlds. Because right. Luthen is like this kind of like person that's like in the field. And Mon Mothma kind of like sees it from like an administrative standpoint, right? So it's right. like she kind of remind me of Tom Wilkinson's character in Valkyrie. Like he's like this person of like high status, but like he's trying to like he's he's like letting the people that run it do what they need to do, but he's like, well, just be very diligent about it, right? Because my status is at at risk too, right? It's not just you, because she said like in the other episode, like the first one that's gonna fall is me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And, oh, and I also appreciate that that she is a person like that is in that kind of hierarchy, like of power. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if Dedra's like my. I doubt that she has like more power than than Mon Mothma. But I like that Mon Mothma's at least trying to do something for the good of humanity or the galaxy, mm -hmm. rather than Dedra's just trying to you know for, uh, uh you know for more greed or something reasons. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, okay. So. Moving on, we get to Cassian. Uh, Cassian returns to Marva. And I love that whole little conversation that they were having. I thought that it was really beautiful. So tell us your thoughts on that. That shit made me so sad. I was like, <laughs> look, and then I watched Handmaid's Tale after this. Right. Like, it's just been like a really sad day to right. review shit. <laughs> but I love that scene with, with him and Marva. And um, it was great to have the, the character back and see what she was up to. And um she's kind of like the closest thing to family that that Cassian has right and then he came back for her and he was like yeah let's let's go run away right and we did see like Bix too for a little bit he kind of like went to her and it was kind of like a farewell kind of but 
yeah, it was it was heartbreaking because like he wants to make sure she's okay, but you know she's kind of like loyal to this rebellion, and she knows like for the greater good, this is where she needs to be. And Cassian, that's why I keep saying like this isn't the Cassian we see in Rogue One because he's kind of a bit more selfish, and he doesn't yet realize like what's at stake, and then he doesn't realize yet that the Empire is like well now he does it. I'm sure at the end of this episode, um, when he gets arrested, he probably realizes it now, but he's kind of like you know doing things like as a mercenary he's like i don't really care about the rebellion but now i think he's gonna realize that you know the rebellion is where he's always kind of like meant to be right but mm-hmm. yeah what did you, what were your thoughts on it yeah well i think he's again he's uh that he's he's trying to i guess everyone's trying to learn a little bit through the journey or they just happen to learn a little bit more things and realizing different things and stuff um mm-hmm. yeah i love that whole scene it was really sad i felt so sad for the joy too he's like and uh, <laughs> oh and what did you think of the the flashback scene seeing his uh his friend i guess his name was clem yeah and they they showed like the the phase three clone troopers what were your thoughts on that? finally we were talking about that right we were wondering <laughs> when does that take place and sure. we get to see it that was really cool um wasn't that the guy who was with marva that found andor in the um in his original planet. Oh, I think, I think it was. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So that was kind of like a father figure or something. Mm-hmm. And he just died in front of Andor. It, you know, and I like that. I think these flashbacks are done really well. Because in the beginning, we got a lot of them. Uh, then they kind of like slowed down with the flashbacks. I like how they implement mm-hmm. the flashbacks. I think it really helps to gain this perspective on, well, you know, and Andor's mentality of right. things. Because it comes back to like what they're what they're doing in present day. Exactly. Yeah. I I mean, it's always great to see live. Man, it's so great. Honestly, I, I was so happy to see them. Um, and I also feel kind of sad because they're going to be... Uh, fucking disbanded later or something or i don't know right well we saw the stormtroopers too finally in this episode i was like damn where the fuck the stormtroopers been this whole time but i guess just chilling they were eating cereal too i guess (laughs) well yeah no speaking of um after bix that whole conversation that they had um uh we get andor in miami or numenor or wherever that new planet was (laughs) but it looks like miami it's a futuristic type of miami uh so andor has his credits right and he has this girl on his bed really different from star wars i was like whoa um so let me get your thoughts on that because this is like later on in the episode like pretty much close to end that's some that's some shit i'd expect like han solo to do like just like the first thing you do is like get a stripper and go to miami or some shit right but it was really funny like what was that box that he had too what was a Oh, is it just like a like his credits and his gun? Like I was yeah. thinking of as like like when you seen like spy movies, like they always have like the bag with like the passports and the gun and the money. That's mm-hmm. kind of I kind of thought. So maybe he's like, you know, trying to like lay low because he's still like a wanted man technically. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, he's like very like selfish. Like he's just trying to like escape, you know, the, what the the empire basically, but like live on his own. Um, and then he gets arrested. Um, and I thought that that droid we were gonna see was K2SO for a minute. I thought the the security droid. I was like, oh, is this K2SO? Is he finally gonna meet him? But he has a different voice, so I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I think that was planted um, at like a little foreshadowing, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you know what's funny here? This show is like so mature that I, I I bet a lot of you guys probably missed this, but I think that girl in the bed was taking a Plan B pill. Like, um, yeah, because she takes like a pill, you know, she just woke up, she takes a pill. I'm like, whoa. Uh, But yeah, we get a we get a little shot of, you know, the fun because we were talking a lot about like the show not having too many aliens. We've seen a lot of aliens like Mm -hmm. in the little 
Venice Beach thing. Yeah, it's and- very, it's very like weird because like there's only like a few shots of like aliens in the show. It's very like humanoid centric. I was thinking yeah. maybe that's because like Palpatine too, like he's very like xenophobic, so maybe that's why we don't see as many aliens yeah. but, <laughs> but just weird it's like you would think in a star wars galaxy like even like they could have like painted like the people's faces right. like the like the pantorans like they're like kind of bluish so mm-hmm. it's kind of weird but yeah yeah and we see a sand trooper right i believe that's what you call them um and that's cool that's always pleasant to see because that our first time seeing them where it was in rogue one um, and Andor gets in a little scuffle or whatever. The Empire Stop is so and frisk. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're, they're bullying everybody. Um, and then later on, Andor goes to like this detention center, or, like this place where they mm-hmm. give out, um, you know, shit. And uh, yeah, that was so realistic too of like real world situations, I guess. Right. Uh, and Andor, well, the Empire said they were stepping up. They were, they yeah. were punishing every little crime now. So that's probably why that guy was like, was like, oh, you're with them, right? You're right. part of this. Part of what, right? And, and and the little judge there in that little scene, um, she changed. So apparently, like the mandates change or whatever, and now it's even more aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. The judgments that's being uh, placed on these people, and so he gets six years apparently now. Um, I got a feeling it's gonna kind of be like how Jyn Erso, um met K two S O. Like I got a feeling it's gonna be something like that, mm-hmm. where like Andor meets K two S O somewhere, like at a detachment center. Oh, maybe he hacks K two S O or somebody does it in there, mm-hmm. right? And then they escape together. Like maybe that's how it's gonna be and then that's the end of the episode mm-hmm. um so i want to get your final thoughts on this episode and also what do you predict and your final rating uh so far this episode and last episode have been my favorite they're just really nice pacing and we see different perspective for the most part this episode didn't even have much of andor which i thought was interesting we see a lot of these characters their motivations and kind of like how they're rethinking things and even though it was a dialogue dialogue uh, heavy episode i think it was really nice and nuanced um so i love that this show gives us such a unique style and perspective on the star wars universe that isn't so like action-based so i would rate this actually very high i would give it nine out of ten how would you rate it yeah i would give it like a nine out of ten too i really enjoyed this episode this episode wasn't boring whatsoever i mean i'm mature enough to not like not feel bored or there's like something that's very dialogue heavy and i and i really enjoyed it. i thought all the performances were very genuine a lot of sad stuff going on and also a lot of like things that would uh have anxiety um yeah i appreciate it a lot and i like how they jump to another planet I'm, I'm glad to see we get to see a little bit more of star wars instead of always seeing tatooine mm-hmm. right so that was really cool i cannot wait for the next episode um as for my predictions for the next episode i really have no clue i think it's gonna be well, we still haven't seen uh star Guerrero yet so i'm wondering like when where does he come into play too unless he breaks out and or for some reason or like something happens Maybe. that's gonna be really coincidental but it's like something happens in a jail and and surprise mm-hmm. and then he, he breaks him out right. k2so i don't know <laughs> um but yeah if you guys made it to the end we greatly appreciate you that's our review um again uh check out our other reviews for andor season one um we're currently reviewing handmaid's tale as well we have black adam we're going to review that friday that's going to be really exciting and we have plenty of more content coming up we're not done with spooky season just yet i think we have like about two more reviews uh, Cabin of Curiosities and The Barbarian. I cannot wait to show that to you guys. Uh, anyway, Dylan, please take us away. 
Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in uh, for this review of Andor. Uh, if you like Star Wars, we are going to be reviewing um, Tales of the Jedi next week, so you might want to stick around for that. Any Clone Wars fans, uh, like Akram said, we're still reviewing Handmaid's Tale. We just reviewed Halloween Ends. That was fun. And we have a lot more content planned for the rest of the month. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor, as well as YouTube. You can check our Instagram socials for clips of our episodes every day. So thank you guys for tuning in if you're new to the channel. And uh, see you next time, guys. And the force be with you. Be with you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast. In this episode, we're going to review Andor Episode 7. If you enjoyed this video and you made it to the end,